This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Big shout out to the Star Wars 77 on Instagram for letting me use his cool thumbnails. Thanks again for your work. Hey guys, so today's video is pretty interesting. Here we go through the new book from a certain point of view, where we find different side stories to many of our favorite characters in Star Wars. Today's, however, we'll focus on Qui-Gon Jinn's return to visit his apprentice on Tatooine, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and telling him of his greatest failure as a master. The time is on the same day that Luke meets Obi-Wan in A New Hope, and Qui-Gon appears to his apprentice in private, this time, for the first time, manipulating the Force to look like himself when he was alive, so as to comfort Obi-Wan a little more. As the two converse, I'll pick out the most important bits for this video to shorten it and narrow it down, so here we go. Even Obi-Wan doesn't see it. You see me in a kinder light than most would, old friend. I owe you that. After all, I'm the one who failed you, failed me. They have never spoken of this, not once in all Qui-Gon's journeys into the mortal realm to commune with him. This is primarily because Qui-Gon thought his mistakes were so wretched, so obvious, that Obi-Wan had wanted to spare him any discussion of it. Yet here, too, he has failed to do his Padawan justice. You weren't ready to be a Jedi Master, Qui-Gon admits. You hadn't even been knighted when I forced you to promise to train Anakin, teaching a student so powerful. So old, so unused to our ways, that might have been beyond the reach of the greatest of us. To lay that burden at your feet when you were hardly more than a boy. Anakin became a Jedi Knight, Obi-Wan interjects, a thread of steel in his voice. He served valiantly in the Clone Wars. His fall to darkness was more his choice than anyone else's failure. Yes, I bear some responsibility, and perhaps you do, too. But Anakin had the training and the wisdom to choose a better path. He did not. I didn't tell Luke the whole truth about Anakin, Obi-Wan says. Someday he'll have to know. You've only just become acquainted with the boy. Had you trained him to tell the whole story today, that would have been a greater mistake than anything else you could have done. It would have planted seeds of doubt, confusion, even anger, which could have led him down his father's path. With a touch of his old rakish humor, or he would have decided I was every bit as crazy as Owen always told him I was, and run along back home. Sorry to all my British fans out there, I know that English accent is terrible, but hey, I tried. As the two continue to converse, there was a bit more that I also found rather interesting. It's where Qui-Gon begins to tell Obi-Wan about how he transcended into the Force, and that living is only the first stage of life. As Qui-Gon says, even after death, we continue to learn. When his apprentice responds, I look forward to learning the art someday, Obi-Wan says, hopefully in the distant future. As the two say their farewells eventually, Obi-Wan tells his master that he'll never hesitate to call upon him. When the chapter ends, and A New Hope continues, with Obi-Wan going to see Luke again as his speeder returns from seeing his family. 
So I find it really cool how Qui-Gon tells Obi-Wan that he was wrong for making him train Anakin, that he essentially failed by making Obi-Wan carry out a task that he definitely wasn't ready for. The Council saw it, and they were just basically doing what Qui-Gon wished because it was his dying wish. Now, while Qui-Gon wasn't on the Council itself, they did respect him highly, just like his master before him, Count Dooku. I firmly do believe that if Qui-Gon did train Anakin, Jin was much more serious and authoritative, much like a father figure, rather than a brother like Obi-Wan. If Qui-Gon was the master of Anakin, then he never would have turned to the dark side, and it would change the entire galaxy as we know it. At least, some major events would change. However, that's a very different story for a different time. The main thing I take away from this, besides the story itself, of course, is that this could be a gateway to let Qui-Gon's ghost return in the new Obi-Wan spin-off film. Do you think that could actually happen? Do you think Qui-Gon was wrong to make Obi-Wan promise to train the boy? Everything could have changed. Let me know down below and I will see you all in the next episode of Star Wars Theory. Hope you guys are getting ready for that 1 million sub Q&A that I'll be doing for two hours long at least. I also have a special short but fun little animation for you as well as the fan fiction for What If I Wrote The Last Jedi, the really far-fetched one that you guys have been asking for. Anyways, until the next episode, my fellow Jedi and Sith friends, remember, the Force will be with you always.